Well, I can, well, yeah. Are, are you recording now? <laughs> it makes it real. Welcome to the podcast. Do you cook at all or no? Do I cook? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so how do you know that you're uh, putting real garlic in your... In your uh, the smell. No, no, also. You drop a piece, so you drop some, right? Awesome. My name is Garrett Weinstein. Uh, I'm not related to Harvey Weinstein. Uh, <laughs> important well, to know. Could be an interesting in many bizarre ways, but yeah, okay. Not That's really. Up. There's nothing interesting about that story. It's pathetic, actually. It is pathetic. I yeah, think. the latest uh, news is awful. Um, what do you do? I Right now, I'm working part-time um, for actually my parents' company, oh. which is an ad specialties company, and they basically print logos on beach towels and blankets. No shit. Where are they based? In Maryland, just outside of oh. Baltimore. Are we recording from Maryland or now? No. How did you end up up here? Wait a minute. Who are you? Oh, shoot. That's right. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm Dave Pausner, uh, IP lawyer at Davis Mom D'Augustine in Boston. Boy, Who are you're you? shilling. Again. I know I am. Shilling. That's I'm, two in a row. It was really shilling. good at that. Oh, wait a minute. We have the review. We have the new one. I'm David Pausner. You can read about me at uh, on LinkedIn. How's that? Isn't that cool? Uh, I heard somebody do that. Now you're shilling for LinkedIn. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> Who are you? I'm Mark Thurman. Are you, you on can LinkedIn? Read about me on LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn? LinkedIn Twitter. Uh, you can look at my Instagram page and see all the plates of nachos I've consumed. You're famous, aren't you? Uh, I am extremely famous. Um, How so? Well, uh, obviously, you're leading me into since we're recording at the Cambridge Innovation Center in the <laughs> shadow of MIT, which is really all right oh, there. Oh yeah, MIT. What does that remind you of? The what the uh, connected things conference oh, that that's I run? Right. You have the, oh no, I or, or the board that I I'm on, on the board, the, the senior leadership position <laughs> no, I have with, right. <laughs> with the Enterprise Forum uh, of Cambridge. But um, yeah, I'm Mark Thurman, and I do a lot of work for JD Power and a few other folks like that. And um, some of the things I also do is, which will give linkage to how I know Garrett, is I occasionally give lectures at Tufts and at MIT and a few other schools that'll have me. So unless we let him pitch for himself like this you know pontificate he gets really depressed and he kind of right. mopes so yeah, it's, the ones uh, you said and, and then they start quiet. drinking and it's just it gets yeah, ugly it goes okay, downhill awesome. so uh, we, we we sort of so them up like this yeah, let's, so let's mark, right. talk about yourself uh, i already did it but um mm. but i did meet garrett through tufts oh really so, so, how, he's, so that's right. he's one of the young you. minds that i've i've poisoned oh, really? over <laughs> the years so we had, yeah so how did you get up here from um from maryland and don't give it what's that usual line i flew up and my arms really tired Oh God! Not that this line. is as bad as the garlic joke. Worse. Yeah. This, yeah. yeah. So how did you get up here other than we'll flying? We'll go uphill from now on. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Well, Fortunately, there's some editing capabilities. Oh, we are recording. We're recording. Okay. Yep. Keep going. Oh, nice. Good to know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> given you don't know. Given that it's a two-party consent <laughs> state, we yeah. have to. We have to. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> true. I, uh, I didn't sign anything before coming. So uh, that's sorry. okay. That's it's implied It's just like a breathalyzer test when you get pulled over. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you? Yeah. How did you end up up here? Um, well, I was looking for, I was looking for universities. Um, I was looking for liberal arts schools and I was playing tennis and I wanted to find a college to play tennis at. Um, so are you in college? No, no. no, I graduated a year and a half a year. Yeah. Okay. So I'm almost two years out. Oh, um, what'd you get a degree in? Uh, philosophy. Oh, yeah, man. Yes. Mark, you got a in philosophy, no, you? no, that was actually my minor at Michigan State was no philosophy. No shit, you? Yeah. I was Hard a piano performance major. Well, Michigan State says it all. It's getting a little hot in here. I don't know. <laughs> Yikes. Okay, so anyway, so you did that. So now what do you do? So now I'm working part-time for my parents' company. Oh, sorry, you were saying that. Right. Um, silk screening. No, not silk screening. Design. Uh, they put logos on... on, on Promotional items. Okay, but yeah, it's not exactly. silk screening. I especially these. You're very uncomfortable towel with silk screening, right? Actually, he gave me a towel. It's very comfortable. Yeah, is it the silk green screening? One's very Quite nice. comfortable. Towel specialties. Check you them out. You can't silk screen a towel, can you? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, and with uh, I assume ink that's not hard as ingredient. Yeah, exactly. It's all oh. there's an entire science behind the ink. Uh, uh, science. Um, see? Yeah. Science. Science. I don't know anything science. about blinded, that. Blinded you with science? <laughs> did you know that the guy that did that song, Thomas Dolby, is just died, didn't he? No, no, he's very much alive. I just heard him on the radio. He's no. On faculty, I think at John Johns Hopkins nice. in the on the in the music school. Do you know who he is? Thomas Dolby. Dolby. Thomas Dolby. Do you know the song "She Blinded Me with Science" came out like twenty five. We're years like ago? dating ourselves. I don't. You, you might actually like. Could it. Could be like thirty five years. It was ago. like it was like one or one of his one or two he, hits. He was a contemporary of Elvis, 
or maybe it was Costello. Bach. Maybe it was Bach. Elvis Costello. Or maybe it was Beethoven. Or Peter Gabriel. Something like that. He was a contemporary of them. You know who Peter Gabriel is? No shit. I should. I, that name sounds you know who familiar. Elvis is? Who's that? Elvis. Mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's playing games with now us. Now it's like, all right. You have been in, you've been in a grocery store, right? You've yeah, been in a line at a grocery store? You've used cash, right? <laughs> <laughs> you remember cash. Okay, so you were... All right. You got so, to, yeah, here, let, let's, let's bring worried. it home here. Why are we even here today? So we met through the tough thing. Are you panelizing? I am, just to kind of help people out. <laughs> I learned that word today on the car right up here. There you oh, go. Oh, it's really? a, it's it was a always associated word. with Mark. Huh? That's was right. it obvious what it meant when you first heard it? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it stood yeah, out. Don't, don't, don't give him anything. But it was Good. more the, uh, the Latin root. You know, I studied Latin. Oh, that's so. right. <laughs> oh. We're dealing with the wrong guy here. Oh, very good. We're being schooled. So, so I'm not panelizing, but... But your mic Garrett's, is off. Garrett, I know. Garrett's doing something that I found very interesting. In, and we invited him here to do something a little bit different than what we usually do. Because he doesn't have something that's in, failed. In, in hopes that it would be more worthwhile than our usual. Well, that, there's that, and just yeah. to kind of try something completely different, as they used to say, Monty Python for the. Oh, Do you know what Monty Python is? Yeah, didn't the, uh, that guy just died? Yeah, died. yeah, a couple of weeks ago, one of the yeah. flying circus members. I don't remember that guy, but okay. uh, I do. Anyway, so <laughs> this Amazing. is this is not a failure about to happen, I believe, but he's doing something very interesting, and I've been just you know I have no financial uh, arrangement or interest, but we've just been kind of hanging out and talking about his business which I think today we'd like to ask him to t- describe his business. And David, you're, a, you're an angel investor. And then uh, you can kind of give reactions. Yeah, so I understood what you said was you were going to have Garrett do a pitch. And to be clear, we're not pitching for money here. But you're going to go through a fake pitch right? Mm. of the feedback. type you do. Right. And, and we'll give you our awful feedback. So probably the thing you should do when this is all over is wipe your mind clean <laughs> and forget you heard anything. But and He'll remember garlic. Garlic, yeah, garlic, right. dropping garlic, 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 yeah, garlic, 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 most good ideas. It was actually my mom's idea. And it came out of a few experiences about four or five years ago with my with her mother, my grandmother. And she was somebody who loved traveling, loved exploring, always eating out at restaurants. Um, but as she got older, she started using a walker. She was she stopped being able to climb multiple steps. Um, Sounds like Mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a part of the interest Mark has and I don't know. <laughs> He's getting ready for next year. <laughs> Keep going. No, but that, that's um there were enough experiences that we had with Grammy, uh, my grandmother, yep. that um yeah, enough experiences that it really became clear that it was really hard to find out if some place was accessible before going and we would show oh. up to places, you know, for her 75th birthday we planned a trip to Santa Fe, New Mexico. And it was just a disaster. Like the hotel bed was too high. Um, all the all the tours and museum things she did were either too long or there were steps involved and all these prohibiting. Oh, really? Yeah, physical experiences. Even in Arizona, which is the home oh, New, Mex- New Mexico. Yeah, yeah sorry. All yeah. the same. <laughs> it's, it's over there. It's, yeah, it's over there. The Somewhere border. to the left. Yeah, it's either south or it's west. <laughs> okay, keep going. Yeah, so I mean, that was the inspiration for it. Was just the fact that there were enough times when we showed up. That, um, you know, we looked at each other. It's like, wow, we actually have to go across the street or find some some audible right now, some alternative. Or with that, it really came to a head with that trip that we planned to Santa Fe, where it was just, like I said, a disaster. My mom actually, she was going on this bus tour, and they had planned the bus tour around Santa Fe, knowing that my grandmother wouldn't have to walk. You know, it would be easy that she could just sit down. When the bus came up to the curb, the, the entrance to the bus was so high, my mom had to go across to Bed Bath & Beyond, buy a, um, buy a little step stool, brought it back, and waited for the bus to do the trip so my grandmother could go back up. So you can't do it here, but are you raising money for this thing, this venture? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm just okay. starting to right now. Okay. So it's up and running? Yeah. Okay. So, so the, the elevator pitch, it's Yelp for Nana or Yelp for Grammy to use yeah, the yeah, uh, yeah. 
use so do you uh, actually his grandmother's have a, word. Do you actually have a pitch worked out? Have you gone through a full pitch? So yeah, the, not to um, not with the intent of actually raising money in that moment, but yeah. So keep talking. So so what so what's so we sort of cut you off, um, but it's okay. Don't we do that? Yeah, that's what we do. Um, but what would you, what would you, so taking that as the intro, what would you then go into? So on the pitch, what would you then talk about? Um, well, I think I would first talk about, again, the problem that we just talked about, the solution being TripAdvisor for accessibility, the fact that this information right now, the only way to find out if a place is accessible ahead of time is to show up or to call ahead. But when you call ahead, it takes time. You've got to wait for the host. And there's usually some 18-year-old person saying, yeah, of course, we're accessible. We'll come right in. And then what Mark would say to you is, ah, but how big is the ultimate market and, and how are you going to capture it? Right, is so there money the in it piece. for you and then for us? Yeah. Yeah. So it turns out that over 50 million Americans experience this problem. And that's because, um, that's because of a number of segments combined. So there are 3.6 million wheelchair users in the United States. That's all? Yeah. People who use a wheelchair permanently. So huh. somebody who's just using a wheelchair for the next couple of months because of a Oh, they don't count, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's like 1% of the population. Oh, is there? Huh. Yeah, is so right? that's, yeah. that's just the, you know, those are the people who have the most need for this. And those are the people, somebody in the wheelchair, every time they go to a restaurant or every time they're planning a trip, the number one question that they have to ask before asking how expensive is it, where, you know, where am I going, um, what kind of food do I want to eat or what do I want a three-star or five-star hotel? The first question is, where can I even get into in the first place? You're telling me that in, oh, I forget what year it is now, maybe 2020. 2020. It's not 2019 still? Well, it's 2020 for us, but no, for I'm you. Going, <laughs> I'm still back in 1960, yeah. Um, <laughs> so you're telling me in this day and age with whatever legislation we have, whether it's Title 27 or whatever, you're telling me that things are still not wheelchair accessible? Absolutely. Oh, sure. Yeah, so there's the ADA Public Act. places. I understand private places like Mark's home. This, this, I'll bet this particular floor, the fifth floor of the CIC, would be difficult. Speaking to the mic. Just for uh, just for a person uh, who's uh, seated in a wheelchair to kind of get up this thing. There's, it's not really easy to get. You couldn't get easily into this particular conference room. Okay, that's practical, but at least do they pretend? I assume CIC pretends to be wheelchair Well, I'll bet, accessible. I'll bet. Again, I I don't know, but I'll bet Cambridge. I bet some, Garrett knows. Yeah, I know, but I'm I'm That's saying. But here. as you observe, because I was, and we did have. Uh, I can't one, figure out why you're here, but we know why Garrett's here. <laughs> People can't see that I'm glaring at. Them. <laughs> yeah, I saw. The, that was. This is why we were going to go to video podcasts, and then <laughs> we decided we all had faces for radio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's okay. the deal with that? Um, so the regulations. So there are a few things, like Mark was pointing out, that the regulations... See, like are Mark the, was uh, yeah. pointing out. <laughs> Mark, Mark. You know, I listened Mark. to a couple of podcasts on the way up here. Mark makes some good points, but... Uh, Mark makes some good points. I'm trying to distance myself from him, because usually by the end of the podcast, it sounds like it's a... Mark's usually in He's the kind of the outcast. House. Yeah, he's ostracized. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm sitting far away from him. Yeah. For, uh, <laughs> we should call Mick. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. So, um, yeah, what's so the there are a few things. So yeah. one piece is that it's the absolute minimum. You know, these accessibility regulations, it's not actually you know, practically accessible, but it's, um, it's what the law mandates, and that's not necessarily the easiest for people to navigate. And so there are a lot of things like booth seating. No pun intended. Yeah. Huh. Uh, actually, I don't know. Was there another pun there? Maybe. No. A, I don't think there was a pun. Mobility oh, okay. would have been a pun. I don't know. Navigating. <laughs> Keep going. Um, I'm told to shut up, so I can't say anything. <laughs> But I'm seething on the inside. <laughs> seething, yeah. No, so one piece is that it's not practically accessible. Um, so there are all sorts of things. So one thing, a really common uh, misconception is this, that there are regulations. So one example is bed heights. And the height of a bed, there are certain regulations for how high a bed in a hotel should be. Oh. But the fact is that different people have different needs. So um, certain people actually need a raised bed. Whether they have double hip surgery like my grandfather, he can only sleep on um, on any of these raised beds. And now it's, it's considered like a cool trend to have these low-lying beds in hotel rooms uh, or Airbnbs. Okay. Um, so that's one example. And then, But for somebody using a wheelchair, oftentimes they need a low bed for an easy transfer. Uh-huh. And they also even need space beneath the bed for what's called a Hoyer lift, oh, yeah. and which allows them to easily transition into yep. the bed. Yeah. But that's the thing, that there are all these nuances. If Mark stops working out, we'll have to get a Hoyer lift to get him <laughs> into the podcast chair. <laughs> Might need some financing. I think they're pretty expensive. They're expensive, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, that's just one example. And then, you know, it's, um, 
You'll notice also one of the biggest problems with the ADA compliancy is the fact that restaurants and, um, and buildings, just really any venue, can be grandfathered in. And what that means is oh, in a city like compliance. Boston or oh. New York City, exactly, that these cities that are historic and that are often the most visited cities and often the most populous cities, um, so much is, is aged enough that the restaurants or the venues can say, can make the argument that we've been here for a long enough time, this is a historic facility, and it would also cost, it would just be too, too expensive for our low margin business to make all the changes necessary. So how big a market are you saying this? How, how many people are affected? Not just the wheelchair people, but in the United States, how many, for the United States alone, how many people are affected by this and would like, in your mind, to use the service? Well, so I, I explained that the number is over 50 million people. And that's because there are 3.6 million. That's not counting, Mark, 50 million times. Right, right. <laughs> and one. Yeah, and one. <laughs> um, and that's also just to say that, you know, the idea for Travel Easy is for all accessibility. Um, oh. And actually, a little known fact is that the biggest, um, the biggest minority in the United States is people with disabilities. And that's people with um, mobility disabilities. Mm developmental disabilities. How about elderly? Does that count? No, that doesn't count. And uh, that's why... But your app would be good for them. So that's exactly the point that right. actually Mark said when he rephrased when I, I say... I fall into a trap? Yeah, I think Mark was waiting for that. I assume. Are you smiling now, Mark? <laughs> On the chin inside. Side. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's exactly it, though. Let's that go back uh, to the point that Mark is always right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we can let a long pause. Maybe yeah. in editing, we can even send it a little bit. Exactly. <laughs> we're going to have that echo. <laughs> yeah. Mark, Mark, Mark. It's always, always, always right, 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 right. right He's always right. speaking to the microphone now. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly. Keep going. Yeah, so well, so, so there, uh, it's almost 20% of people, I think maybe 18% of people uh, of Americans have a disability. Um, wow. And that's actually... By, by You mean by some definition of disability? Right, exactly. So there's obviously a, spectr a spectrum of that. Because um, I'd argue Mark was disabled, but that's for other reasons. Right, like hearing might be... Might be tough for Mark sometimes. Brain, 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 <laughs> brain, anger management, Black. anger management, <laughs> Fre frequent violent outbursts that are about, during podcasts to occur. I'm, twi I'm twitching already. <laughs> okay, so wh where's your money in this for you? How are you going to make money, or for um, the website, for the business? So there are, a lot, I mean, there are a few different ways. So one, one is called a finder's fee, and that's when basically somebody using Travel Easy. They say, okay, we, we're planning accessible, whether it's an outing to Boston, like, you know, my family's coming up, it's graduation, and we want to book a table for five people. You would go into, you know, you're going with your family. You would log on to Travel Easy, just like you would TripAdvisor. And again, or, it's up and running, so one could do this. Yeah, today. Even if we, well, we're not going to post this for a long time, but. Um, at least for a week. At least for a so, week. So uh, you have it in, you've done a few different cities already, right? Yeah, so yeah, how do, yeah, Foothold's yeah. just in Boston and we New York City. Off. He was That's telling right. us how he was going to make money. Well, I know it's money. Okay, keep going. <laughs> I already know. Okay, I don't know. Tell me. Again, for oh, our wait, one so listener. Are we, what are we talking about my, now? It's my, my, the one dog left in my house who hasn't run out of the house. The birds <laughs> who've left. Oh, yeah. Still listening you, to, well, is it you who has all the, we have the all birds? The eight birds or yeah, all the birds. Yeah, the birds. Wow. Um, they probably have flown out of the house by the time they've gotten this. The chickens are going to come home to roost, Okay, so there's money in it by, what you call it, referral fees? Yeah, it's called the finder's fee or finder's referral fee. fee. Yeah, and that's the sort of thing where, again, you would go on, you would say, okay, this is, it looks like it's got awesome food because what we can do on the website and the app is import information from Yelp or Google or TripAdvisor so that instead of just seeing it's accessible, you don't care about going to a fully accessible restaurant that's one-star Yelp. So you would see on the website, okay, it's five stars or four and a half stars Yelp, the two price tag, which is meets my budget, um, and it's fully accessible. How do you, I, I'm slow on referral fees. How do you capture that? So then what happens is OpenTable and Booking.com and all of these major oh, websites, referral fees. they already have the platform. Okay. They have it all set up. So it's just as easy as integrating a link, getting a special key from them. You email them. And okay, they send that's it one you. way. What else can you, how else can you yep. make money? Um, so another piece is advertising. And right now these companies. Eyeballs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the thing. That it's, it's also really targeted. So if you think about Companies or organizations like AARP or Carnival Cruises who only are targeting these people. Have you signed up for AARP yet? No, I refuse. Actually, okay. Keep going. <laughs> I've been You're getting I've been getting the mailings for, for decades for, now, for at least forty years. <laughs> Keep going. 
Yeah, I mean, so that's um, keep your eye on the light or whatever that is. <laughs> Walk that? into the light. <laughs> no, uh, there are a lot of light metaphors. All are welcome. No, what? no, no. You have that. You have that stupid metaphor. Keep your eyes on the headlights or whatever it is. I don't know. Some. It's not worthwhile. It sounds funny. <laughs> <laughs> if Mark said it, yeah. <laughs> not not when David says it. But Mark, <laughs> yeah. Mark, Mark is always right, and Mark is funnier. <laughs> I'm liking this podcast so far. It's probably going to all hit the cutting. Okay, so we have referral. <laughs> yeah, where the garlic's at. <laughs> we have referral. <laughs> Fees, <laughs> referral fees we have eyeballs what else yeah eyeballs and then um and then the third way is through the information through licensing the information oh so yelp yelp or TripAdvisor. all of these companies are so similar to their competitors think about there's hotels.com booking.com trivago there are like a million of these that are all trying to find a way to differentiate themselves um and to find more and more not necessarily niches but they're trying to capture an audience and build their reputation as the go-to place for a specific audience. And so then at the end of the day that they have maybe five or 10 of these plus the regular mainstream users that make them, you know, the, the go-to website or platform as opposed to the competitors. So you're saying, but you, you want to be the go-to platform for uh, yeah, people exactly. who want accessibility or who's yes, it's for seniors and for people with disabilities. Okay. So, but what's to keep, um, Mark meant to ask you, What's to keep Yelp, <laughs> Mark meant to ask, what's to keep Yelp from doing this? Yeah, the problem um, the problem is that is A, bandwidth, and B, is that it's such a nuanced, accessibility is nuanced. So what's accessible for Grammy is not necessarily accessible for Mark. what are you using a wheelchair, wheelchair yeah. yeah, or Mark. apparently Mark. Mark. Who, uh, you know, Mark. Never seen Mark in a restaurant, but maybe that's there's a reason. Oh, 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 oh. he's like a frequenter of Open Table. I actually am. I <laughs> You're like, like the mayor table. of Open Table, aren't you? I'm not the mayor, but I but I he's have close. gotten. He's like the I, deputy mayor. I, yeah, I yeah. actually do like Open Table. It's, it's a pretty easy platform to use. Like if you're in a different city and you don't know where to go, tells you where to go and give you know makes a reservation. You should go and, find a different city right now. Right now, right. but I'm in the middle of a podcast in which I'm getting wide praise. <laughs> I'm told I'm right and, and, and funny, 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 funny. Okay, so got that. So how are you going to capitalize? Oh, so that's how you, that's where the money is, right? And I'm so sorry, that's the revenue model, and that's the revenue model. And, and the I'll competition, say a fourth, another yeah. fourth one. So yeah. yeah, licensing the information so that Yelp, just the way that I'm incorporating their information into Travel Easy, they can incorporate accessibility information into their. Um, you know, into the little right corner. So you'll license that to them. Exactly. I and see. they would pay either like a, a standard, a flat rate per month or per year on the contract, or it's called an, a per call basis. So you know the phrase, "Do will they eat the dog food? Right. Is it working for you or no? Or yeah, absolutely. Really? Yeah, that's a really exciting part. <clears throat> oh, um, well, there we go. Hey, <laughs> real business. Yeah. Unlike, <laughs> unlike what you and yeah. I often this, see. Th- this business will not be featured on the regular episodes of Failure. <laughs> <laughs> might, if we had one called You're Success, like, the podcast, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I, yeah, I felt a little disappointed when Mark emailed me. Do you yeah. want to be on Failure? Yeah, yeah you're not starting well. <laughs> you haven't failed yet. <laughs> yeah. Keep going. So, so yeah, it's what failure about, avoidance. about the dog food? No, so I mean, that kind of leads into the stage I'm at right now, which is where I actually haven't launched anything. I haven't launched an official website or the official app. So right, right now what I have is an MVP, you know, just a prototype proof of concept website. Um, and it's built on a, on a tight budget, so it's not flashy. And it's, all it does is basically accomplish what it says it does, is, which is capturing does accessibility. Does what it says, says what it does. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, yep. that was the goal for it. Um, so right now I have 100 beta users, and it's only through word of mouth. So I'm not doing advertisements or I'm not, you know, I'm not pitching it really hard. Just a few organizations I'm linked up with, accessibility uh, organizations in New York City and in Boston. Oh. Um, actually, one is Mark's friend Ross Lilly. Has hey, a, yeah, I know. Yeah, so yeah, he was Sports a, one America. of our great guests. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So we had him do a thing about access uh, access sport. Yeah, well, that's probably brutal for you. Uh, he, was, <laughs> he was quite funny. Yeah, he's yeah, so we, funny. Ross we is can, a very funny guy. Ross is so jo- funny. We can joke about Mark being funny. Ross, uh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, Ross is naturally funny. Great, yeah, Ross right. is legitimately yeah, he was funny. He's well prepared. Um, okay, so are you? So people like it. Oh, people, what, do you people know are really people excited for it, or don't you know that? Well, I haven't. I actually haven't asked that yet because the idea is to keep it free for users and have the income be coming from the these companies trying to actually reach those users. When will you figure that piece of it out? Which piece? Whether, I guess that's the other part of eating the dog food. I can't figure out what the analogy will be. But the bottom right. line is, I guess, providing a free service. Um, but that's like Yelp. Yelp is free. OpenTable is free to me as a user. So really, it, it I think he's 
using the same, you know, he's using known revenue models that are out there. This may be the opposite of damning with faint praise, but a lot of people use Twitter for free. And do they actually make money? You know, it took a long time. Twitter makes a fortune. Do they do? They do, oh, they do now, but I thought they were the oh, I think, butt I think of many jokes before they did I, make a as, as was Facebook. But this this is not necessarily a social platform, my perception of it. Although there's a social aspect, like, right. oh, I was able to move my wheelchair around or the bathrooms were accessible or whatever, you know, a bit of feedback that. Well, how do we figure out whether instead of prognosticating, how do we figure out whether it actually can make money? How does. Well, he has, how, he has to go, he has to, go to, go to a limited you know, launch. So can you. Yeah. How are you going to figure out whether you can actually make money? You're going to try to. I mean, the old model was getting eyeballs and getting venture venture capital of some sort mm. to fund you. Uh, probably literally venture capital to fund you to get eyeballs. But I think that model is harder to come by. So is there a way to prove that the dog food in this case, in my mind, is really will the advertisers advertise? Yeah. And will the referral fees be significant enough? Um, when, how can you test that out before you, well, that's the next step. The next step is I have the proof of concept. It's been iterated enough. So the website and the information that we're collecting and the way we're presenting it is different today than it was three months ago when we launched the, the prototype. Um, so now it's a matter of actually taking that and making it look good and actually starting to promote it and get venues featured on it. Um, and, and start building a community. Okay. Yeah. But I, um, I don't know if that's the worry, if the the idea of whether whether or not advertisers will pay for advertising will change because these companies are these. This is why you see so many of these companies uh, again, Carnival Cruises or um, you know, I slipped and I fell commercials on TV is because there's such limited targeted advertising opportunities for these companies, um, so they just resort to TV, which is one of the lowest cost per impression. Um, you know, models other, for advertising. this podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> like negative. Well, it works against them. I, I think the, the unseen, unforeseen costs of this podcast are the amount of Valium and Xanax you have to take after listening. <laughs> okay, so, so it's like that MasterCard commercial. It's priceless. Yeah, that's, uh, that's good advertising for Xanax. That's there you go. Key partner. Brought to you by Xanax. <laughs> I'm sorry, so how do you... So well, something else, uh, just yeah. to jump off of that conversation yeah. before, is that yeah. the... There definitely is for a company like Yelp and for a lot of these spinoff companies, I think that there is a, a really clear need to raise venture capital money because you need to find a way to to outdo so many lookalike companies. Oh, there may and, be a need to do it, but you've got to convince them that, that you're the social experiment worth experimenting in well, that's or one, investing in. Yeah, that that is true. But another piece to that I think well is put, important. Dave, thank you. Yeah, yeah, great, <laughs> great point there. Not even. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> don't, don't, don't feed the beast. <laughs> yeah, feed the dog. <laughs> don't feed the dog the dog food because it just gets awful. Keep going. Keep going. It's Keep like going. an it's like an an endless empty pit. <laughs> We should we should we should find that reviewer who told us. Yeah, <laughs> but the guests she's, are good. Yeah, she's on Xanax good. right now. <laughs> guests are good. The, the ideas yeah, are good. You she's guys looking for propofol. <laughs> she's hoping that Michael Jackson's uh, 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 doctor is out of jail now. <laughs> so keep going. So how are you going to find out? How are you going to well, convince gonna people say, to invest? So going just back yeah. off that other piece and of get closer to the sorry. mark. So That's okay. Don't sorry. That we're good. That piece You're about, no worse than the mark. Okay, I'm, I'm trying, you know. <laughs> He's oh, one God. of my mentors. I don't know if I'm oh. maybe run the other one way. One of his That's mentors. The, there's the failure. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah, but one no, one thing about Travel Easy and the audience is my point about the the fact that there are 3.6 million wheelchair users is I always bring that up because that's the first um, that's the first focus for Travel Easy because they have the most need. Somebody using a wheelchair has the most need for mobility accessibility where my no Grammy, my grandmother, she can do two steps maybe. I get can. that, but that's the free well, so part the, of it. So the point is – You can always give away beer for free. Right, exactly. Well, I just think – okay, yeah. But I haven't keep, tried it before, keep, but I've been on the receiving keep, end. Keep plowing through it. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, I mean, just, just one piece is that I don't think that this is a – this is not a capital-intensive company because it's such a tight-knit network of people, the disability community. They're actually notorious or well-known for being one of the most tight-knit audiences or – market groups of people because they're so overlooked there are no resources so for that them. to me reduces your uh, your yeah, cost um, your cost yeah your so your question is okay i mean maybe we talked about there's a way to make money there's a large market and enough of that market actually would use this so wait a minute i guess what so, okay. so but his market's also again he's going to the, the the folks in wheelchairs but he's also going to you know 
all the grandsons who want to take you know Nana out for lunch or for dinner, or their parents or their caregivers. And that's a huge deal. Let's jump yeah. ahead. <clears throat> so, so it's a, it's a bigger sport about this. Right. The one thing that's common <laughs> exactly. about about all these pitches is there's a hockey stick. Right. You know the hockey stick curve. Which which um is shows amazing growth at some point at some event there's a tipping point or whatever they call it there's an inflection point and at some point your growth goes up astronomically exponentially and the question is and unless you have that at least we're told investors aren't that interesting so unless there's some point at which oh I see if we fund you until you have a hundred thousand eyeballs or we fund you until you have Blank and revenues. Um, we'll fund you until you get to then. And then, ah, this thing will become not only self sustaining, but will begin growing like crazy. Mm. But you're beginning to, the, the opposite side of that, where there is no hockey stick, is the lifestyle business, um, which tends not to have that exponential growth, but tends to be a nice, steady, slow business mm. that somebody can actually enjoy. Right. So I guess the question is, and there's nothing wrong with that, though we all pretend there is. So are, are you asking, is this a lifestyle business or is this a... I was just listening to myself. I wasn't really, I wasn't really asking <laughs> you, anything. You would have been the only one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, I see this as like open table for folks with disabilities and seniors. I, I, you're, throwing, you're throwing People like to distill it. I think it's fair to label it. I want to know it. how it's going to... Is, number one, are you trying to raise money? Yes. Number two... How much are you trying to raise? You can, oh, no. You well, can say that. I guess. You're not, you're, you're, not, you're not doing this that. It's not this a solicitation. Po- you're not soliciting on this podcast because yeah, that right. would be completely not per- per- permitted. Blah, blah, blah. If I can speak. Yeah, yeah. Give a right. rough I'm, idea. I'm just sign right here. You are flummoxed. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, what were, would you raise if you were raising money but not doing it here? Well, <laughs> if I were to hypothetically do that elsewhere, yeah, not elsewhere, in, not in, in real life, CIC. this is definitely not in CIC, of course. David Houser from what, what's the law firm again? <laughs> Keep going. If you were raising money, what would you raise? Well, I think there are a couple of different stages. I think the first stage is hey, to we raise. We play our first beep, by the way. On our editing, we've never put a beep in. Oh, good. Yeah, we'll do a beep. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> this will be fun. That's gonna, I can see that when, when you no. figure out how to do it, no, I'm we're gonna just going to be beeped out the whole time. We're going to Mark play a little piano. So right when you say the amount, Mark will be It'll be like, keep going. All right. So, well, the first the first step is raising about fifty thousand dollars to, and the goal there is to build to build the actual resource, so to actually have a really solid app. So mm-hmm. this, it's not just on a website, but it's living on people's phones in one tap away. Yep. Um, and then to really hammer out Boston yep. and to really fill out the accessibility. What will that cost? Oh, that's all within the 50000 Yeah, so $50,000 would I be... I more piano playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, but I can break it down. I mean, I think it's interesting maybe that there are, there are kind of three components to it. So one is making the developing the website and the app yep. so that it's actually, A, easy to digest the information and find the information and say, okay... This is actually as easy as Open Table or Yelp to scroll through. So let's just take it as a given that that, that, mm. that that's enough money to make the website beyond better than it is now. Then, well, then the second part yeah. is collecting information. Yep, um, and that's the content. So right now we're starting, like we said, with just mobility accessibility, not um, you know not hearing disability or developmental disabilities um, or whatever Mark, Mark has. Yeah, yeah. Wild um, card. Okay, so. What will it cost? What will it cost? How much money will you need to start collecting information? Not just start, but to collect a a reasonable amount sufficient to get you somewhere. So for the restaurants, about five thousand dollars in Boston alone. Yeah. So to reach critical mass. I'm sorry. To to reach critical mass, so there are about three thousand restaurants in all of Boston. Really? Yep. And I think the critical mass would be about a thousand or a thousand five hundred. Yeah. If a third or if half of the restaurants in Boston are reviewed for accessibility. Um, How are you going to do that? And that's just by, so there are two ways. One is by canvassing. So basically just hiring college interns, you call them venue venue analysts, giving them the app, showing them this is how you do the review. And the reviews are super simple. It's taking a picture of the entrance, taking a picture of the inside, a picture of the bathroom, um, and then just listing out, uh, answering a few yes or no checklist questions. Okay. So and then just dividing up the city, which and that's okay. why we're starting with Boston is How because much will that cost it's so manageable. Boston, roughly, just five thousand dollars. Oh, I'm we're, sorry, I was listening to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too busy listening to myself. Okay. How, how is it inside that head of yours? It's very Spacious. empty. Spacious. A lot of echo. <laughs> okay, so that's not bad. And uh, how about to cover all the major cities? Uh, how, many, how many major cities are there in the U.S.? 
well, I guess it depends what major means. <coughs> yeah, I don't there are different know. tiers. I think there are about ten, about ten cities. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong about this. That are above a million. That get enough visitors that matter. Was yeah. it like fourteen major metros or something like yeah, that? Yeah, that sounds Was, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, See, I know okay. my numbers. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I roll. I know my numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So well, there's, there's look, there's fifty, there's 50. 50 there's states. 50. Every state okay. has at least one big city. And you think it's about ten thousand per of uh, a few five thousand. No, no. Well, I'm upping the number because, as we all know, estimates are always wrong. Right. So, if well, we call it ten or fifteen thousand per city. I would say, yeah, I'd say you just tripled the, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what I learned as a kid, which is always triple, triple the number. What nah, I, I've seen your, your law bills. I know, <laughs> I know how that works. Okay. Five minutes. I wouldn't spend 20 minutes on that 30-minute problem. <laughs> okay. So, so if it's 15,000 per major city and there's 50 of them, what's the math? Forty five thousand dollars. Seventy five. Yeah. Seventy five thousand. Yeah. So, yeah. tri- so the information yeah, you gather is a amount. Uh, Seven, yeah. Yeah. And that's, the, that's the point. It's very nominal. The amount yeah. that it costs to actually collect information by sending people out. But then there's also two other ways of, of collecting the information. One is the filling in the gaps strategy and the fact that so for the hundred people using Travel Easy right now, yeah. uh twenty percent of them have uploaded more than one review. And again, it's just crowdsourcing and it's just going in, taking the right pictures, filling out the checklist. So again, I mean, that's, uh, you know, it's just based on a small sample size. But this community of people is notorious for, I don't know if notorious is the right word. That's a negative connotation, but they're known for- Being on this podcast is a negative connotation. So (laughs) you're good. You'll see. Sorry, implicit in everything I say. I'm going to do my own math here. Keep going. Keep Uh, talking. No, it's just the fact that I have a silent calculator. A people, you know, people are willing to upload information to Yelp. People, obviously, case in point, like to hear themselves talk or to write right. content um, or, or do podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, seven hundred fifty thousand. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and then so the other piece. Yeah. The other piece too is that um, that especially people with disabilities and their their family members, their caregivers are they're all advocates because again they're so overlooked. Nobody else is watching out for wheelchair accessibility. Hold on. I'm stepping you back. So let's go back to the numbers. So you're saying if you, if you, for, for, I'm sorry, if I was the initial figure, you need 50,000 to fill out the app, to finish up the app. Right. Plus and to another, populate Boston content. Okay. So that gets you that. And so then will it be selfish sustaining within the Boston community? You think there'll be enough there to now start drawing uh, eyeballs and Absolutely. drawing advertisers? Absolutely. So, so you're um, saying it's, it's, it's a small amount of change. Um, uh, chump change, so to speak. Not for me, mm. not for you, maybe, and certainly not but, for Mark. Yeah. Um, but but for all of us in this room, it's chump change. Uh, not for, it wouldn't be chump change, <laughs> but for an investor, this is a small amount of exactly. money to test this out. Yeah. Um, so do you have, could you find a strategic investor, for example, a wheelchair manufacturer? Well, that's exactly them? it. I think that there are actually a number of groups that have um, – that wouldn't suffice as, as strategic investors. So that would be definitely the wheelchair manufacturers because they're always, again, that's something else that they're trying to be the most, uh, you know, they're trying to be the catalog. How about an SBIR? How about an SBIR? If I knew what that was. Oh, uh, small business. business oh, I, these developmental districts? Small business IR. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've got, you've got the uh, Google machine. Oh, I have the Google there. machine. Do you know what, what do you think it was? Investment region? It, it, I don't it's, think a it's, no it's a idea. grant. It's a grant. It's a grant. It's a small Everyone business calls it an grant. SBIR. I'll take a grant. Yeah, so because yeah, grants the are non-dilutive. Is, Those are good. Yeah. Yeah. So once you get an SBIR grant, who knows what it stands for, but they're readily available for small businesses that need to grow and they aren't dilutive. So um, could you possibly, and they're a pain in the ass to do the, uh, the you application. Have to do yeah, just have to do paperwork. But I'm wondering whether you could raise money that way and and or find whether it's a wheelchair manufacturer. Yeah. Well, or so I haven't, I know that a number of the grants that I've looked at, there are a decent number of grants for accessibility missions, but Travel Easy is a for-profit company yeah. and most of them automatically excludes. Uh, no, SBIR, I don't think has that restriction. No, probably I not. It's for so. small no. businesses. But what I do know is about the, the strategic investors yes. and there are a number of categories. So companies like Airbnb or Yelp or oh. TripAdvisor, those are like the data conglomerates and they're always looking to you know, they want to see somebody do this, do this well, and then just absorb or acquire or Have you just reached out to them. So yet? what you're saying is if you're from booking.com or Airbnb or Yelp or one of those companies, uh, they should reach out to you. Yeah. If they're well, listening minute, right now. But let's be clear. If you're and, uh, one of those companies, you're probably successful and you're probably, you're probably not listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Exactly. No, but actually Airbnb is a good point because they actually set kind of a precedent. What you meant to say was Mark. That was another good point. Oh, yeah. Mark. Great point. 
<laughs> He's loving it. Keep going. <laughs> so you like Airbnb? This is going to be a three-hour well, no, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> he can talk. He can talk all day. <laughs> yeah, longer than my trip from New York to Boston this morning. Yeah. Exactly. Um, no, actually, Airbnb. The reason I brought them up is because they set a precedent because they acquired a company. They they bought out a company that was the way travel easy is Yelp for accessibility. Airbnb bought the company that was Airbnb for accessibility. Oh, and just because it was so evident what to them. What was that cost? Well, I mean, what was that called? Cost. cost I don't know what it cost, but what, it, what was it, it called? It was called Accommable. Oh, really? Yeah, it was started in London by right. two wheelchair users. One of the guys taught himself how to taught him the basics of coding, yeah. and yeah. he just copied Airbnb's website, line for line, color for color, and just integrated accessibility mm -hmm. filters. Sounds like a copyright issue. If I Whatever. only knew a good lawyer that could help with that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if only. Okay. So, all right. So what's Someone that dabbles about? in like patents too. <laughs> what's <laughs> more than dabbles. Um, what is the whole, what's holding you back? Other Instead than of dribbles. Having, You're dribbling. What, you dribble other than patents. having Mark as an advisor. I was going to say that, hold, that was that, probably my one regression. Oh, wait a minute. We're being, oh, we're being paged. His, no, no. his one of we're his We're not minions. being paged in 2020. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a two. It's a two. That was, that's one of his minions. Oh, yeah? Don't tell Katya. minions. Oh, don't tell Katya we called <laughs> yeah, her a minion. Um, okay, so what's holding you back other than having Mark on your advisory board? Uh, I actually think my biggest, I was prepared for the question, what's your biggest failure to date? Oh, I was prepared for well, that. Mark, we know that. <laughs> we figured that yeah, out the minute no, the podcast exactly, started. Exactly. So and the was... second biggest was be appearing on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. Was, this right now is the first biggest failure. I was in the elevator sweating. Like, what should I do? I don't know. If the, <laughs> I saw the doors open up slowly and Mark was there. And I thought, okay. No so what's holding back you now. back? You just need, you're trying to raise money. Is that? The and end? I'm just going, I'm just starting that process right now. Okay. So I think my biggest. So nothing's holding you back. We just have to catch you. Yeah. Here. Yeah, exactly. I think the the biggest mistake I've made so far is Other being too cautious. Yeah, the second biggest mistake. Um, is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's moving too slowly. Oh, that's fine. Um, that's fine. very cautious. Well, that's yeah, fine. yeah, I think I've been, as a first time entrepreneur, I think, you know, I'm, I overthink things and I think, okay, well, I don't want. I don't want this to happen. I don't want to pull the trigger too early on that and then regret it. Um, so here's the next question. How much time do we have? Because we were, we have time. We have well enough time. What are you doing on your phone, by the way? I'm, I'm texting Katya. You're like <laughs> you're, you're like a prior co-host we had who spent the entire time on the phone. Um, so you have to go through and edit all of this? No, we don't edit. Any <laughs> edit. <laughs> What's editing? <laughs> what is editing? <laughs> what is editing? Um, okay, so what I was going to propose, Mark, get your face out of your phone. Yeah. Oh, he, okay, get your face out of your phone. <laughs> We, <laughs> no, that's here. Put your face back here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is scary. Good thing we don't have a video camera. We should have Garrett do the pitch we keep not letting him do. Yes. What a novel thought. <laughs> All right. Do you have a you pitch now? prepared? Yeah. Yeah, I've got a little laptop. And is yeah, that what you mean? Or? We can yeah. use that as a crutch. And everyone who's, everyone, everyone yeah. who's listening to this podcast. Hi, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. <Right>. Thurman. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> Wife nor mother listens. Um, so everyone listening to this podcast can sort of follow along right. and without without your laptop. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, is that one of those Herschel ones? No, this is one of those knockoff Herschel ones. It was like thirty bucks in a park. <laughs> it Got still it. works though. Hey, it works. Gets the job done. So what you're going to see is that <laughs> see. angel investors like David <laughs> will always interrupt That's you. Make believe. And I stop in twenty minutes. Dave, hmm. I have a two o'clock call. Well, there. how long is the pitch? Less than 20 minutes. <laughs> can you do it in 10? I can definitely do it in 10. I'll just skip over stuff. I've so get the what are we going to do for our one listener who wants to know what's going on in the slides? Um, well, we can I post them. To... Mark will provide commentary. We're now looking at a okay. slide that has a hockey stick. No, well, we, I think the best thing we can do is we'll let him get through it. You ask him questions like you were in a BHA meeting. Well, I'd be quiet. <laughs> I'll be quiet. Generally, like by slide three, someone's already interested. <laughs> no, no, no. We're, at we're BHA. Very, very, very friendly. This is not Shark Tank. Well, we've already covered a little bit of it. So, well, no, is well, it worth just skipping no, past no, that? No, 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 you no. Gotta just, go, no, we want to hear the pitch. Just rock and roll through it. Okay. <clears throat> Peach, what we want our one listener to know is this is definitely not the way to prepare for nor do a pitch. No. <laughs> so, so <laughs> do your thing. <laughs> we will pretend. Actually, but it would be nice if you turn this screen Oh, yeah. I, I'm getting move. there. I'm getting there. Oh, I see. We are. This is exciting. Logo pending. Okay, so pretend we don't know anything about this and we're you're raising money, which, of course, you can't be doing on this podcast. I would never think of it. Okay. 
Okay. Oh, you're not ready to go? Uh, no, I'm ready. Here oh, we are. Okay. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it away now. Uh, my name is Garrett Weinstein. I'm the founder of Travel Easy. I'm here along with my friends Mark and Dave, who uh, are supposedly friends. And Travel <laughs> we, Easy. We were until now. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first thing to mention is that Travel Easy is, you know, there are a lot of trends in startups which are, you know, Bitcoin or, um, you know, blockchain this, Bitcoin that. And the idea of Travel Easy is. Um, it's actually a, a real problem. It's a solution to an actual real problem with the completely overlooked market. Um, you gotta get this to work. Okay, sweet. And that market is the accessibility market and senior citizen market. And the problem right now is that when I go out with my grandmother, Grammy, to a restaurant or I go plan a trip for her since she doesn't do any of the trip planning herself, she's aged out of that. Um, when we do the trip planning for her, the first thing we have to consider is, given her limited mobility and the fact that she's using a walker to get around, can she actually participate in the tour? Can she actually stay at the hotel comfortably? Will the restaurant be too loud or have too many steps to even get inside? And that's the problem right now. And surprisingly, to your earlier point, Dave, there actually is no way to find out online <coughs> if a place is accessible ahead of time. And so what people do, especially people using wheelchairs or people really relying on this information, people call ahead and people rely on word of mouth recommendations. They just avoid new places altogether um, or they spend 20 minutes on Google Street View trying to find a picture of the entrance and scrolling through pictures. And it's time consuming. It's frustrating. It can be embarrassing to show up after all this research and have to cancel a five person dinner for one person. Um, it's also accessibility is not one size fits all. So what's accessible for Grammy is not necessarily accessible for somebody using a wheelchair. Um, and this leads to a voiceless community. And the solution is travel easy, which you can think of as TripAdvisor for accessibility. And it's a three-pronged solution. The first is it's a resource just like TripAdvisor to accurately, quickly, reliably find accessible information that's personalized to your specific accessibility needs. Uh, the second piece is it's a community, and it's a community voice, whereby people, an entire community of people trying to overcome the same obstacles and dealing with the same problems day to day, are finally able to share their experiences and pay the, pay the experience forward and share information. Um, and again, come together and have this shared sense of purpose. And the last piece is just like there's JD Power for cars or Yelp for food, <laughs> lead, for, uh, lead for sustainable buildings. There's nothing right now for accessibility or for ease of experience. And there's a clear vacuum there. And these two prior pieces will position Travel Easy to be the authority for accessibility. Uh, as I mentioned before, it's no exaggeration that it is a completely overlooked market. And 50 million Americans or over 50 million Americans experience this problem on a day-in, day-out basis. And despite the size of this market, there are only three websites or apps in the entire country addressing this issue. So the competition is meager at best. And beyond the fact that it's a large market, it's only going to continue to grow because of the aging population. Um, so yeah, you can see that here on the graph. I don't know if that comes across over verbally. But also another you know, interesting statistic is 20% of the tourism industry will be represented by inclusive travel in just five years. And again, that harkens back to the growing population of um, of Mark. Of, yeah. <laughs> and then... Some of us are aging. <laughs> yeah. um, Keep going. So also a ton of people, again, experience this. Surprising numbers are 31.7 million trips are taken by people, by travelers with disabilities each year. Um, almost one in four people age 65 or above has an ambulatory disability. That's, Grammy is the classic case of that. And these people have money to spend, and they want to spend it. So $17.3 billion sorry, are spent each year by travelers with disabilities. And 70% of disposable income is controlled by the U.S. baby boomer population. And also, just to go back to these numbers, this is, these are the numbers today, given that there are no resources available to actually aid this process. And these numbers would actually be bigger if this process was, were to be facilitated by more information and more accessibility. Can I, can I just say one thing about this slide? David may or may not laugh. Okay, boomer. Yeah. <laughs> keep, keep going. <laughs> Power through. Yeah. Um, how am I doing on time? Keep, uh, keep going. Okay. Hopefully so, there aren't too many slides, but keep going. Yeah, yeah. I'll zoom through this. So 
3.6 million wheelchair users um, are part of this 50 million figure. And this is important because these are the people with the highest need for accessibility and who use who need accessibility information literally every single day, whether it's taking the subway, going to a restaurant for happy hour post-work, anything they're doing, they need accessibility information and they need accessibility. And this, these 3.6 million people represent our initial uh, target market. And by solving the problem for wheelchair users, we will by nature have solved the problem for everybody else with accessibility needs. Because again, by solving it for the people with the highest standards, it's already solved for everyone else. And the everyone else includes about 12 million people who rely on other assistive devices like walkers, cane, crutches, scooters. Um, and then right now, 12 million additional people age 65 or above with movement disabilities. And this number, while it's 12 million today, in just 10 years will be 18 million. So it's going to increase by 50% over the next 10 years. And then lastly, one of the most important concepts to understand about this market is that it's not just Grammy or it's not just the guy in the wheelchair who experiences the pro this problem. When we're going out to a family dinner or anytime these people are going out, they're not solo. They're going to you know a birthday party, happy hour, whatever trip. I'm going to panelize really quickly. So we now understand there's a problem. We understand you. I think we understand you have a solution. We don't know what it is. And we understand the market is large. Awesome. Power through so we can yep. get through and, this. And, and, and it's a market that has money. Yeah. Yep. Surprisingly. I so think. now we need to understand how you're going to capitalize on the market. Okay. So quickly, competition is meager too. Um, so there are the household names like TripAdvisor or Yelp. What they do is they just whittle this down to a yes or no checkbox at the very end. Okay. You've chosen where you're going, this and that. Is it accessible, yes or no? A, um, this is often incorrect. And B, accessibility is too nuanced to just be boiled down to a yes or no question. Then we've got the startups over here that are pretty new and still pretty irrelevant. Um, but they have the right idea by actually focusing on accessibility. But their problem is that they're not doing it at a granular, in granular enough detail. So it's, not, it's still not useful. Then there are a couple of companies who have actually done a pretty good job uh, the most notable is Airbnb, who is has accomplished that by buying out um, an accessibility-focused Airbnb uh, copycat, essentially. So that's the competition. And again, there's not um, there's not much to talk about in terms of competing against those companies and what differentiates Travel Easy. One is between Travel Easy and then the ordinary uh, mainstream companies. These mainstream companies they ask, "Where are you going? What's your budget?" How good of food do you want to eat? You know, what are you willing to stoop down to? or What do you want to go up to? And at the very end, they ask, is it accessible? And again, they do a poor job at this by just oversimplifying it and also often being incorrect about it. And Travel Easy, what we've done is reverse engineer this entire process. And the first question we ask is, is it accessible? And what are the accessibility details? And basically answering the question, first and foremost, can you or can Grammy go? So that one critical listener who email and we still haven't gotten over. Um, <laughs> I just going back, we understand there's a problem. We understand the market is large. We still don't understand your solution. And that's what we're really waiting to see. And we're under, trying to quickly understand your solution and how it's going to make money. You're addressing second order issues, which okay. is here's the solution. Here's how I'm going to make money. And here's how I beat the others to the extent we even get to that in 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's your um, solution? So the solution, again, is essentially TripAdvisor for accessibility. So these are screenshots. You can see here the screenshot of the website. And you'll notice we're just starting with restaurants and we're just and restaurants, bars, and cafes. And we're just starting with accessibility information for mobility, not for developmental disabilities or other kinds. And there are three components to every, um, every piece of accessibility or every, um, every review. The one is pictures. The second is a series of yes or no objective accessibility questions. And the third is comments. And the idea is by including pictures, instead of just having John Doe say, yeah, that place was accessible, it was awesome, I got in. You don't know anything about John Doe, and the solution is to provide pictures so that you can actually see for yourself. And how do you propose to make money from this and to capture market share? Let me try to go to that. Good um, questions, Dave. Thank you. <laughs> 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 Let's see if this works. Um, so there are basically three... Um, three initial ways to monetize this. The one is finder's fee. And this is actually an industry standard practice of leveraging booking.com and open tables uh, platforms and their willingness and actually desire to partner with companies that are niche like Travel Easy. And for every for every night that a hotel room is booked through Travel Easy, Travel Easy will gain or earn eight dollars. 
So if you go with your family, two rooms for four nights, that's eight times uh, eight times four. Um, maybe I messed that math up. But no. um, And then the same applies for restaurants. And restaurants are lower margin, so the real money and the finder's fee is with the hotel bookings. Um, the second piece is by licensing the information out to Lonely Planet or AARP who are trying to solve this problem and are trying to attract more users. The third piece is through advertising. And there are, again, just to talk about the licensing, there are dozens of companies that would use this. So Airbnb, Resi, Lonely Planet, Expedia, AARP. Um, and the same goes for advertising. There, This is a completely, very highly targeted audience and they all have specific needs and often are looking for the same products and same categories. And there are companies that are always aligned with those, the, that user base. So Carnival Cruise, they and the cruise companies, I mean, half their marketing, probably more, is spent on this. Uh, so just for a, a use case, give us how does the how do they how do these numbers add up? Um, how many people do you need? What do you make off a typical person making a trip um, with a family of four? Or any any sense that putting these numbers together so we can understand how many users you need to be viable? Yeah, I actually don't have a I don't have a forecast for those. Okay. Um, I mean, I could do off the off the cuff math. Yeah, do that. It's um, better than mine. Okay. I mean, so probably certainly better than Mark's. Let's say let's say a multi generational family. Um, so that, I mean, two cases are either you go with four people or you go. I go with Grammy, my parents, and myself, my sister. Let's just say five of us go. Um, that's three bedrooms, and we're going to go someplace for the long weekend. So three nights. So three bedrooms, three nights, nine uh, nine total bookings. That's nine times eight, seventy-two. Plus, we're going to go out a few times. That's a few bucks, also. So that's about a hundred dollars for that one family's vacation that time of year. How many vacations do people take a year, roughly? Um, <clears throat> vacations like that between two and three. Okay, so, so that's the average. Three hundred per for um, for a year per unit. Fa- exactly for a year. And how do you capture? How are you going to capture that uh, market? Um, how do you how do you then mark? By, by, by the relationships with the uh, oh I see what you're saying with like the open tables of the world well, yeah we, so, we, we, so we, his biz dev strategy it would seem to me would be to go out you know solidify his open table Yelp and all the other deals hotels.com deals or whatever okay so again we, we know the problem deals. is we know that you there's a solution we know the market is large we know how much you make per unit the per familial unit per family so you're asking how to actually capitalize you, on that how do you capture a market so now in theory you can make whatever you said 300 dollars per family how do you get out with that has a disabled person or a wheelchair person in it how do you then capture enough of those to make it worth your time and well exactly your investors time so i think that's a combination of marketing slash advertising and then another really important key that mark just touched on which is the key strategic partnerships. I'm really bolstering Mark's reputation yeah, here. Doing, yeah, I, I heard two podcasts yeah, this morning. I was yeah. like, I felt bad for the guy. You were the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the level of abuse that I, that I deal with. Just I've been there before. The, Look, I'm yeah. the, I've got an older sister. I, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Keep going. So how are you going to capture the market? Yeah, so I mean, a classic example is here in Boston. Um, part of the reason we're starting here is we have, we're building a relationship with Spalding Rehab Hospital. And there are rehab hospitals throughout the country they have about, let's say, 7,000 inpatient uh, inpatients a year, and those are people coming to the hospital, staying, leaving in a wheelchair, staying in the area. And then they also have outpatient centers where there are 300,000 visits a year. And there are rehab hospitals in, so in all these point? countries. What are you going to do with them? So by developing a relationship with them okay. and having them back travel easy as the go-to accessibility platform and also saying, look, you're about to go out into the world. You've never used a wheelchair before. Now accessibility is about to be a real thing. This is the solution. So what's the uh, but what's uh, the cost of customer acquisition? There must be a fancy phrase for that. I know. I I think his well, he can answer it, but I I don't think he's paying really a Spalding or a yeah a rehab hospital. That's, I guess we don't know the customer. We don't know the cost he until might. he gets into the market. Do you know the cost? I don't. Okay, so you need to figure that out. Yeah, absolutely. We're running at the end of our ten minutes, but we can ask the following. Yeah. Um. So we understand the problem. We understand the solution. We understand how you're going to the solution that the market is large understand what the revenue looks like on an individual basis you're still early on so if you were if you're raising money you're certainly not doing that on this podcast um (laughs) you'd be using that money to do what next step um are you ready to raise money to take it big and the hockey stick like growth are you raising money to still test out whether this is really uh whether they'll eat the dog food and then whether this is really a viable product yeah it's closer to the second question to the to the latter um but I think it's less of a question of 
will this work and fine tuning i think so far i i personally have enough evidence and confidence that the you know as you're saying people will eat the dog food i think it's a question maybe of fine tuning things and then locking down the the customer acquisition piece. So, so the that, question, then, then jumping ahead, if that is a typical investor, as I understand it, some may be willing to jump onto this because they have personal experience with mm. it and they feel like it's worthwhile. But it's other people would say, um, if you're raising small enough amounts of money, this is the kind of risk your friends and family might be willing to take. Well, yeah. So and he's been bootstrapping mm. it thus okay. far, mm. you know, on his own anyway. So I think his first, you know seed money, whatever the 50 K, whatever it, it is, theoretically, from. you know, that, that kind of gets them, you know, off the starting block. Right. And, so, and then and he's proven feasibility. He's right. got a big, well, one big city under, under, you know, under his uh, belt. So he's got to get there. So the bottom and then line he can is, look at, so look investors at the next may want to see traction out of this thing, which he'll have, he'll have evidence of, okay. is there a market are dogs eating the dog food for a very small amount of money that, requires a very short period of time right in a sense yeah it's very efficient to actually gain the and content a, to make this a viable platform and then to mark's point or actually to your point earlier is uh, uh, yeah, yeah I, it's I, always I don't want to get point. too much uh, <laughs> yeah yeah i, I spread the love around really <laughs> <laughs> um no but the next step is like we're talking about is proving it out in boston and just hammering out boston gathering the content building local partnerships and then showing that, yes, people actually care enough to use this and to log on, to download the app, and, and even contribute at that point. So we're in the middle. Okay, so David. No, 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 I'm going to do this. <laughs> oh, no, I'm oh, do no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. Okay, All right, so David, you oh. now have you've taken off. I'm just going to yell over him. Oh, my God. I'm talking over him. Help. So put on your <laughs> gotcha, angel gotcha, hat. Gotcha, help. Put on your angel hat. Oh, my God. Don't you've yell just, on the microphone. You, you, you've, we'll um, have to edit you out. There are people around. <laughs> you, you've just sat through a... a a good part of an angel pitch. Yeah. You've seen a lot of angel pitches or angel level pitches. <clears throat> what do you think? What's your feedback and advice? So if this were to appear at one of the various angel groups that we're familiar with, with a 50 K plus ask, yeah, what would you have them do? And I'll live um, and die by your advice. Whatever yeah. you say, I'll... <laughs> well, that, <that's>, lives <laughs> depend on this. That's what we say of everybody. Choose your words wisely. Failure the podcast. <laughs> 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 Look where that got on Sam Dab. I guess my reaction would be, and this is really not worth anything, is that <laughs> the raise is small, and it would be nice to see you. And the traction is not yet proven. So if you're lucky enough to find somebody who could put money in early on, um, because it's a relatively small sum, not a small sum again for me or or Mark or necessarily you individually, but there are folks for whom this would be a small sum if they were interested. But from my limited experience, uh, a lot of folks might want to see some measure of traction, and you don't need that much money so, to begin. So to define stuff. traction. Traction is in mm. ag- it's the other way of saying that somebody that somebody will eat the dog food, i.e., right. that you can not only make money at this, but that the cost of making money is not so high that it's like owning a boat where you really go, hey, I get to throw this in underwater. Um, uh, ah, that was funny. Um, but the bottom line, getting traction means you can actually start making revenue on this um, with with at least costs a cost side that doesn't look So let me deconstruct that. Mm. Let's say he were in front of the- I love it when people translate what you. I've said. Uh, <laughs> I, I still feel don't so know much better. I wasn't even paying attention. <laughs> okay, so you're seeing a slide deck. Obviously, the listeners can't see it. So it, if, if we were really in I'll front- I'll tell you, it was better than our podcast. Thank you. slide deck was. So, well, that's not hard to do. Yeah. But um, if, if he was in front of an angel group in 90 days, let's say he's already- gotten this traction what would that slide say what what would be the one bit that that slide we're, says? we're oh we're bringing this to a close our copy no no, no he's, he's, he's not done he's, keep going oh tell, no, tell me what slide too. tell me what slide what would the slide need to say to satisfy what you just said oh that you've um <clears throat> that you've already um that you're already out in front of uh, you so, have an audience of x thousand eyeballs or x thousand people using it and that you've made revenues of on the order of fifty thousand hundred thousand two hundred thousand dollars and it appears your cost of customer acquisition is x and here's how you're going to attack that market and we're gonna we're getting kicked out of the room we're in are we so great. we are so cool. um thank you very much this is great garrett yeah it was a pleasure thank that was, you that was a great ending for a podcast that was no ending all right bye bye <laughs>